Welcome to Truck Talk with Bendix, a regular podcast series from Bendix designed to help you better understand key topics in the commercial trucking industry today. I'm your host, Denise Rondini. The new electronic stability control mandate went into effect on August 1st. Bendix believes the mandate will help reduce incidents of both rollover and loss of control crashes. Joining me to discuss electronic stability control is Fred Andersky, Director of Customer Solutions Controls at Bendix. As I mentioned, the new ESC mandate just took effect beginning August 1st for 6x4 Class 7 and 8 tractors. What specifically does the new regulation FMVSS 136 require? Well, Denise, as always, it's good to be with you. Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standard 136 requires that new Class 7 and 8 highway tractors and motor coaches be built with full stability technology. Known in the industry as ESC, as you mentioned, electronic stability control, and what we at Bendix sell as Bendix ESP, electronic stability program. The regulation is implemented, starting as you noted, on August 1st of this year for 6x4 tractors and continuing next year on June 24th for Class 8 motor coaches and then finishing up on August 1st, 2019 for most of the Class 8 tractors that didn't get covered this month, the 4x2s and 6x2s, as well as the Class 7 motor coaches. Now, this regulation doesn't include single-unit trucks such as dump trucks or cement mixers, heavy-duty severe service tractors, school bus or other specialty vehicles, and it doesn't include Class 3 to 6 vehicles, which are typically known as medium duty. Also, it's important to note that this is only effective on new vehicles. There is no retrofit requirement for tractors or motor coaches manufactured before August 1st, since it's awfully difficult to retrofit stability. In fact, nobody really retrofits stability at all unless you put a stability system on a trailer. However, since a number of OEMs have made stability standard, it wouldn't be too surprising that fleets have some trucks or maybe even all the trucks in their operations already equipped with this technology. So Fred, why does Bendix support this rulemaking? This is what I like to call a good mandate. It's built on a proven technology. Remember, full stability has been available since late 2004. Also, it's a technology that works. It's proven over years of real-world experience and ongoing testing and refinement, including winter testing. And lastly, it's not an expensive technology to add, unlike some of the environmental technologies that run into the tens of thousands of dollars to add to a new vehicle. Stability is relatively inexpensive, in the hundreds. So a proven technology that's effective and inexpensive, oh yeah, and it'll also save lives, in my mind, makes it a good mandate. Keep in mind, though, that almost 10,000 large trucks were involved in rollovers, and over 4,000 were involved in loss of control or jackknife incidents in 2015. So the reality is, it's a good mandate, and it's also a good mandate with a need. There is some concern about the possible elimination of requirements that new Class 7 and 8 air brake tractors and motor coaches in the U.S. be equipped with full stability control. Can you talk about what that concern is? You'll recall that the Trump administration issued an executive order titled Reducing Regulation and Controlling Regulatory Costs, which requires the executive branch, which includes the Department of Transportation and therefore the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, to eliminate two regulations for every one added. In other words, drop two existing regulations for every new one. NHTSA, 
in their budget submission suggested that the mandate, along with other regulations, as one of those means to meet this requirement. So getting rid of that stability mandate in order to have another regulation. Now look, while there are plenty of regulations that could be eliminated, a safety regulation such as the stability mandate really needs some serious consideration. As we talked about before, Denise, this is a proven technology, an effective technology, and a relatively low-cost technology that will help reduce crashes, save lives, reduce injuries, and reduce costs for fleets, both tangible, meaning bottom line related, and intangible costs, such as their reputation, customer satisfaction, driver satisfaction, etc. What do you see as the consequences of the rollback of the ESC mandate, Fred? Really, it's simple, Denise. It will take longer for penetration of stability technology to happen. As mentioned before, stability technology has been available for over 10 years now, and yet full stability penetration is only about 5% of the Class 3 through 8 park. Without a mandate, it will take longer to get this life-saving technology into the vehicle park, which also means the smaller fleets and owner-operators who often buy used trucks will not get the advantages of this technology as early as they could with the regulation. Also, it'll make it harder to retrofit other technologies, such as collision mitigation technologies that use the brakes to help the driver avoid rear-end collision. Remember, every 15 minutes, at least in 2015, a large truck rear-ended a passenger vehicle. And without stability control as the foundation on the vehicle, a truck can't be retrofitted with collision mitigation. It could also very well slow automated and autonomous technology development, as full stability, as we've often discussed, in the past will be the foundation for these technologies as we move forward. And regrettably and most importantly, we'll continue to see little change in the rates of rollover and loss of control crashes. Remember, we saw an average of one rollover every hour of every day in 2015, along with one loss of control crash every two hours of every day in 2015. So extending this great technology by eliminating the mandate will make it more difficult for us to see those results and improve safety on our roadways. So what data do you have to support the benefits of full stability? Well, Denise, there are three key data points that are important in supporting why full stability is the better technology and delivers a benefit. One is analytical. The other two are more anecdotal. In the original 2008 paper that Rick Conklin and I put together, Rick, who was the product manager for stability and is now a COC director for air treatment at Bendix, did an extensive review of crashes from the 2006 large truck crash cause study, focusing on those crashes where stability, either roll-only stability or electronic stability control, might have helped mitigate the situation. In his analysis, which was also updated in 2009, based on NHTSA's similar but not as complete analysis, Rick found that 78% of the crashes where stability could help may have been mitigated by electronic stability control. So from this analysis, we could presume that full stability control may help a driver in up to 80% of the potential situations that could lead to a rollover or loss of control. From the anecdotal perspective, two data points. First, as I mentioned earlier, from the OEM perspective, four of the six major truck nameplates, Volvo, Mack, Peterbilt, and Kenworth, have made full stability standard on their highway tractors. I really kind of doubt that they would do this if they didn't think it worked, and they did this before the mandate took effect. 
From the fleet perspective, point two, depending on the operational profile of the fleet, we hear repeatedly that full stability has helped to reduce the number of rollover and loss of control events at their operations. Put in another way, we don't typically see fleets who have used stability control deleting stability control from their new truck orders. So it's delivered that ROI that fleets are looking for to justify keeping the technology there. I hear Bendix released an update for its 2008 white paper, Roadmap to the Future, Making the Case for Full Stability. Can you talk about some of the findings? Sure, Denise. The new paper, 2017 Full Stability and the Roadmap to the Future, Are We Still on the Right Road, touches on a number of topics, from reinforcing the importance of the original paper, which made the case for electronic stability control over role-only stability, to updating what's happened since 2008, particularly noting that stability penetration in the vehicle park is still very low, and that the reductions in rollover and loss of control crashes while significant from a numbers perspective, are not as great when considered from the events per 100 million miles perspective. We also delve into some of the topics we've discussed here, and probably most importantly, reinforce NHTSA's original finding that electronic stability control is the better stability technology over role-only stability, but reinforces the strength of the difference between ESC and RSC in terms of crashes mitigated lives saved, as well as a significantly higher societal benefit. And it makes a good case and reinforces for the fleet why ESC is the right decision for their operations. I've been talking to Fred Andersky, Director of Customer Solutions Controls at Bendix. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Google Play and discover how Bendix solutions can help you improve performance, increase safety, and lower your total cost of ownership when you visit knowledge-doc.com. That's knowledge-doc.com. I'm Denise Rondini, and thank you for joining us for Truck Talk with Bendix. Bendix.